Alrighty. Brilliant. Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I am delighted to welcome on the show Curtis Harron, all the way from Canada. Uh, Curtis is the founder uh, of CEO Copilot and has 20 plus years experience in leadership, in turning around organizations and coaching roles. His greatest business purpose is to help transform corporations into a place where their people want to work, want to do their best work and want to truly contribute. And he's a big believer that leaning into your own intuitive leadership is critical to bring in that about. Uh, he's also the proud father of two young adult boys and is happily living his life fully. He loves nature, spending time in it, hiking, kayaking, and even just appreciating the silent moments. Uh, he's also a passionate vintage motorcycle rider and amateur nature photographer, and clearly is a man who lives life with intention and love. Curtis, I am excited to have you on the show. Oh, me too, Obi. Oh, I'm so, so pleased to finally get together with you and uh, share moments in your brilliance. Oh my gosh. I'm just, uh, I'm so honored. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. And, and just before we started the show, you and I were talking about your background and and we'll, we'll circle back to some of those things because I know it's going to be rich insights for our, our listeners and viewers just to understand what does it take to be an unflappable leader? Uh, how, do you, how do you build resilience? You know, uh, life is, throws all sorts of things our way, just as human beings, not to mention leaders, right? So Absolutely, I'm really yes. looking forward to uh, coming back to that shortly and just unpacking it but, but before before that i've i've introduced you and i and i always introduce my guests but what else would you like to say about yourself just so our listeners and viewers get to know who you are oh well yeah your intro covered it fairly fairly succinctly and fairly well uh, although i'm very much a renaissance kind of man uh, I remember in my youth uh, writing a, a paper for um, um, primary school, I think it was. Uh, it was very early on. And uh, so it was one of the first things I ever really wrote uh, that I remember. Uh, done, done with intention and pride. And uh, it was also the one that when it finished, it felt really good. Uh, so it put me on a path of becoming a writer. Um, even though I didn't feel worthy of it for most of my life, it, that was a long journey in itself. Um, uh, so that's part of my, my journey. I've also come to realize that I've actually suffered a lot of trauma uh, that I didn't know about because I grew up in a very white picket fence kind of kind of uh, um, upbringing. Um, so it didn't trauma and, and my life didn't seem to fit. Uh, and yet I've got all the signs. Um, and 
And some of that uh, has led me down a journey of just deep, deep, deep self-discovery and trying to uh, you know, make sense of who I am and why I am, why I exist, what's my purpose, um, which has led me into some beautiful, glorious paths and, and, uh, and things like that. And, um, and I myself, uh, I'm surrounded by very, very wise leaders uh, personally, and um, most of them don't, this will sound really strange, don't really exist. They don't really exist in our mortal plane, but they are there. They're the voices in my head, they're the voices in my heart, the voices in my gut. And uh, lots of people have lots of terms for, for them. I just call them my leaders, my, my guides, my, wow. uh, my people. Wow, wow. <laughs> I love the fact that you started there just you know sharing a bit about not the, the detail but the that you've experienced trauma you've experienced challenges and they have taken you deep within yourself on you said this journey of deep deep discovery that has led to some beautiful places and beautiful outcomes and absolutely what a what a uh, a testimony really to the value that comes from digging deep so I, mm. i'm my big thing is leading from the inside out that, that oh, you, yes. you want to be resilient you want to be purposeful you want to be courageous you want to live a life of meaning a life of impact uh, a life of significance not just success then the journey isn't out there it's not all of the things that i can acquire and accomplish but the journey is about going deep and, and, and mm. discovering you know you talked about those questions discovering who am i what am i on this planet for what is the unique contribution that i curtis can make that i obi can make because when you discover that mm. there is there's an energy, a, a drive that are, that is unleashed. That's it's hard to describe, but you know we're using some of that language of you go deep, you discover some beautiful places, you ex experience more greater capacity to handle things, to um, change, uh, to contribute. So yeah, I just love the fact that you started that. It just sets us up for. Um, an incredible combination, uh, just sorry, conversation. Um, yes, combination's good too. <laughs> it is. It's a perfect. It's a perfect word. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> wonderful. L let me. So before before we started recording, you and I were talking about your background and and some of the work that you've done within organizations, turning things around, which uh, can be a high pressured scenario, right? A lot is at stake within organizations. And then you've also talked about your own journey of digging deep and, and discovering who you are. So I, I wanna um, unpack that um, mm -hmm. and explore that because have you like you talked that these were your words and you can kind of play yep. play them back um but you said regardless of what was thrown at you that that you remained unflappable 
And it, have you, had you always been that way? Is that something that you've learned? And is it something people listening would say, well, I'd love to be like that. Is that something people can learn or what does it take to get there? So I've thrown a few things your way. Feel free yeah. to okay. so, react and respond to that. So one of the things I shared with you before the, the recording started was uh, was just you know, throw me whatever questions you want and my intuition will answer. And, and um, that I know for a fact, we all have intuition. So I'll start start by answering your that several questions with with this one so one starting point. Um, so we have neurons in our brain, but we also have neurons in our gut walls and our gut linings inside. The same brain cells that are in our head that we call our brain, uh, which is just a collection of these neurons, also exist throughout our body. But there there's a unique loci uh, in and around in our gut gut, gut lining. That also is there. So, so when we talk about uh, why did you make that decision of oh, my gut just told me to, or some mm-hmm. variation of, of that kind of thing, that's where those neurons are feeding you information from a deep knowing. That's another phrase that we commonly use as human beings. I just knew I had a mm-hmm. deep knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear that more in the spiritual world, but but where does that come from? Well, that comes from a very various places. There's various theories about it. I don't know how we'd actually ever prove that scientifically, because science, scientific means is is of this world. But what we can draw a evidence from not I won't even say conclusion what we can draw evidence is if our brain cells are also exist in our gut perhaps our gut has a knowing and that's where we know it we we think it and we know it right <laughs> my screen is deep enough to show my gut but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a fairly flat gut I'm actually happy, happy with that but <laughs> um, I'm all but, the hiking and kayaking that's yeah that I, I do live I do live a very active life for sure um but yeah it's, it's a deep knowing it and, and when we know you just know and, and somehow we trust it. And, but a lot of people don't question why we trust it. And, 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 and we probably shouldn't, actually. Uh, because when, you, when it's proven correct and it's proven that it worked out, that's all that really matters. Mm. And so when I talk about intuitive leadership, it's tapping into that deeper knowing more frequently, more intentionally, creating a path where you get to it easier. Because quite often we get blockages from head to heart. As, mm-hmm. you know, as men, you and I can probably test it to, to speak to a lot of them. And we often have this blockage between our head and our heart, and it feels disconnected, especially if we're in a relationship with a heart-centered woman. Or we meet a very heart-centered man, and it feels very dichotomous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel as natural. Uh, because it's, we're coming from different sources, different places. Well, there's that mm-hmm. third place, which is your gut as well. And that's where the deep intuition comes from. That's where the deep understanding. So when you start talking about going from the inside out or going deep, it's about tapping into that place where deep knowing occurs, doing it with intention and trusting the outcome, trusting its message. Because its message might actually be, you're an idiot, get off this path, move. Like, mm-hmm. stop right now. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your, your, that ego of yours. You've got to, it's dumb. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of us leaders don't trust that that instinct. We'll just like, nope, this is what I said I was going to do. I'm going to do it. I'm goal, it's goal oriented. I'm result oriented. We're going to get here. We're going to get here. 
um but it, you know but it, the gut is saying no stop stop mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or some something like those i'm just kind of making scenarios up right but uh but when you just try when you just tap into that space and this this sort of comes back into this leadership standpoint uh which will sound a little bit like a tangent but it will i'll, I'll try to do my best to bring bring it back into into context in an organization, I won't even say business, in an organization where you are a leader. Yeah. Um, that means you have people you're accountable to. Mm. And when you're accountable to people, the, per, the, the place you have to be accountable first and foremost is to yourself. Mm. So if you think of some of the world's political <clears throat> leaders, Oh, that's a tough word to swallow sometimes. Um, <laughs> yes. Especially right now. Right, 100%. And you can see how shallow they are. You can see right through how meaningless their talk is. Mm. They'll say one thing and they'll do the exact opposite within days of each other and they will not see the hypocrisy. Mm. The thing is, we as people see it yeah and if you are in a leadership position and brand yourself as a leader and truly own yourself in that role as leader even if it's just of yourself that means you have to be willing to go deep enough that you can understand what might be going on around you in all dimensions everything mm -hmm. around you so, and it's when I say all dimensions, it's not just what's your left, what's your right, what's, you know, what's up, what's down, uh, it's what's in. Mm -hmm. We often forget about what's in because to go in is actually kind of scary. We yeah, might find tr truths, we might find truths about ourselves we don't want to hear. Um, and that's our ego speaking. Um, and the sooner that we can overcome that fear of our own, of our own ego, because that's where the fear comes from, uh, is 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 learning the lessons that it has that our insights has to have to teach us. You know what, yeah. you know, however you want to call it, I call it my guides, but the you know the people inside, the you know the the spirits, the God, the you know, mm -hmm. the universe source, all the all these words out there. I don't know that I have a name for it. I just mm -hmm. know it's there. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, when I started on this journey, I started learning to just trust that that instinct, just trust mm. what the message is. Even if I didn't understand what it was, it's like, oh, you know, I've, I've taken on jobs and it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I started working with clients, didn't feel right. Why does this not feel right? This is a great opportunity. This is, um, I mean, one particular scenario, uh, um, a multimillionaire hired me to help grow his business. He wanted it to 10 exit in, in, in three years. And uh, it was, a, it was a, you know, from, from a coaching standpoint, it was an opportunity of a lifetime to have a client who's so driven to achieve something big like that, to have that on your resume and your portfolio is powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't with him for, a, for more than a week when I realized just how racist, bigoted, misogynist, um, narcissistic um part of my language but how much of a dick he was mm -hmm. uh i i couldn't in all in any integrity any variation or firm version of my own integrity continue working with him mm -hmm. so i i fired him 
on the spot in, in this one moment of revelation. And I don't want to get into it because it's much a distraction, distraction but, um, but I, I mean, I, I walked away from a multi-million dollar deal because it was not a good alignment. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how things would have turned out if I'd stayed on board, but I do know that this is nearly 10 years later and he's no farther along than where, what I, than where I met him. So there, there was a man of very little depth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little compassion, very little anything other than around himself. And on one level, he was very successful. He had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But he reached a point where he could actually attain no more. Now, for me, I think that a lot of that comes down to his, to his behavior, his choices, the way he mm-hmm. lived, um, which was, you know, for all intents and purposes, just called very self-centered. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas if we can center ourselves, no matter what, be grounded no matter what, then we ourselves are unflappable. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> to circle back to that other conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So so in that moment I, I was unflappable. I was I mean I was raging inside because I chose somebody that I thought was a decent person only to realize mm-hmm. they weren't. Mm-hmm. Not by not by my standards anyway. There were yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's and I'm not putting myself above them. I'm just saying these are my boundaries. This oh, is what yeah, I yeah. what I define yeah. as a decent person and who I want to spend my time with and he didn't qualify. Yeah. yeah. Um, different people have different views on that, and 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 that's fine. It's for me. I just recognize, no, this is my boundary, and I and I walked away from a, you know several million or at least well well over a million dollars worth of revenue and cash and and yeah. an outcome, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, rightly so. I am proud of it, and. Uh, um, and I, I, I don't mind sharing the story, but I actually don't like don't like you because I don't like putting that energy into the universe. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> but I mean, ha- having said all that, you know, uh, I just to sort of talk about that unflappableness. Uh, one scenario of a business turnaround I worked uh, worked on, I had to fire the two owners from the business. They wow. they they were the so. I, uh, they still own the business, but as I say, I basically just, well, I actually didn't basically, I did say outright, um, you, you two will come to the, come to the office for, for four hours meeting Friday afternoon. First two hours will be a management, ca- or will be a sales meeting, uh, catch you up with on the sales and update and where the, do some marketing strategy. Second two hours, I'll catch you up with what's going on in the business. Uh, but if you walk through the doors of the business any, at, at, uh, at any other time besides that, I walk out and I won't come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the, more, the story, that story, they went from $3 million in revenue, but we're losing around 100000 a month. Um, and two and a half years later, there was, they finished the year at $9.4 million, fiscal, fiscal year, $9.4 million. Um, and, and we're averaging around 47 to 51% gross margin with, with uh, around 300,000 in the block every month. Wow. 
and there was there was a much bigger it was a much bigger story than that that involved people involved debt involved a whole lot of other things but mm -hmm. um but you know the, the point was is, is is that they were causing chaos in their business and it was causing issues in the in their people which was causing people issues with their clients which was causing mm -hmm. issues of how the business flowed so i needed them out of there so it's like you guys have got to go. You're you're the problem. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, let me get this thing built. Let's let's get the let's get the business centered. Mm -hmm. Then we can reintroduce you back into your business, and uh, and and, that, and that's effective effectively what happened. And um, and that came from from my my approach to businesses is that every business is the same. Doesn't matter whether it's a big business, a small business, a non-profit, a for-profit. Doesn't matter. They're all the same. They all require the same things. They need an opportunity to make money, or deliver what they're what they want to deliver. If it's a non-profit, um, they need to capture that opportunity. They need to uh, deliver what they've promised, committed to. They need to account for any monies flowing through the system because that's what defines a business or an organization. There will be money flow. And then they got to make sure it all happens. That is, in more traditional academic terms, marketing, sales, production, accounting, and leadership. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking about a $40 trillion business or a $4 a year business. They all require the same thing. But what yeah. makes the difference between them is the people. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know the attitudes, the 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 culture, if you want to call it that. I don't like that word. I I, I prefer the word personality. What is the personality of the organization? Um, and you know, is that personality a, a more like an ER? Is like oh, oh it's been so hard, or <laughs> uh, or or is it? Oh man, what a what a great day! Where can we where can we go to with today? Oh, I got so many things I'm excited about. I can't wait to see what happens. And, uh, and, um, and there's a, such a different energy or the things in it. And some of the successful business out there, you know, it doesn't matter what the ones you can think of. You can think that you know, when they're successful, they're in that, that latter mentality. When yeah, they start yeah. losing, losing that and start capturing, start living more in that, in that energy of the first one, um, you can see it. <laughs> and so when you're, when you're in a leadership role, the you being unflappable is just recognizing what's going on and then making shifts in in the energy in the room in ways that will bring it to where it, where you need it to be yeah, uh, yeah. unflappable is not being like in, in in some of the worst case scenarios i've been in where it's you know really really dire like we're talking moments away from almost near death um uh, and I do mean that kind of that kind of. I'm not being dramatic. I, mean, I do actually literally do mean that. Um, that's not the time to get lost in your emotions. Sure. But it does not. It does not mean that you don't feel them. You will feel mm -hmm. them intensely. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But when you do your inner work, like you've talked about Obi, and you go deep. It's not so frightening because you've already done it. You've done it at a time when you actually could afford to do, to do it. It's not so scary. You're just exploring the depths. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what we're not talking about is putting your head into in the sand, right? Burying your head. It's but, not like, hey, oh, now's the right. time I gotta go deep in and yeah. and it, it, the the everything's crumbling around me and the business is falling. Great, I need to go away for two weeks. No, that that's not what we're talking about. You're right. It's about creating those spaces to listen. You you talked earlier on, or I, when I introduced you, just about that love for silence, right? So even having those moments every day just to say i'm just going to carve out a bit of time here for, yep. for some silence or i'm not going to rush this right now because i've got to move on to the next thing but i'm going to just take enjoy this for for 10 minutes that's a way of centering centering oh, yourself yes. as you as you eat centering yourself as you're with uh um, chatting it. with a loved one right it, it's just those moments of centering yes. myself connecting with myself before i i move forward into doing whatever task it is i, I need to that's do. right so that's yeah yeah that oh beautifully said i will be beautifully said yeah finding finding those things and finding those moments i was i always like to coach um like my, my people work in 30 minute blocks but the first first 20 is when you do your work the last mm. 10 is when you celebrate. Mm. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And you know, just so that every every hour you have 20 minutes of celebration. It can be <laughs> sitting quietly drinking a coffee. Yeah. Uh, it could be it could be jumping on a phone call, you know, saying hi to your mom or your best friend that you haven't talked to in a while. And just oh my god, he's had the best half hour. What are you doing? How are you feeling? I got I got ten minutes to spare. You got you got ten. Um, it could be almost anything, right? And um, when when people finish their day with think about it, twenty minutes times let's say an, let's say an eight hour day, mm-hmm. you had several hours of celebration by the end of your day. Yeah, yeah, and it changes your mood. It changes everything around around you. And I know it's a bit of a psycho babble, mumbo jumbo kind of game, but the thing is, it works. And why does it work? Because we as humans do tend to be fairly task oriented, but we don't necessarily like we tend to to, to absorb the negative. Kind of like we're like kind of like batteries, I guess would be the way to look at it. Sure. We we absorb the negative, uh, and we and we feel we should emit the positive, but that's actually not how a battery works. A battery requires both negative and positive to work, and in balance, right? So, and, mm-hmm. and they both have to be yeah. in, you have to be in contact with both of them to actually have energy flow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not an in and out projectile. It's 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 a circular thing. It needs to go in loops. So you have positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that's the energy cycle. Uh, and, and and if we can do the same in our in our in our own day and understand where we fit, and as a leader, mm-hmm. we're the on off switch in that energy cycle. Mm-hmm. Turn the battery on, turn the battery off, turn the battery on, turn the battery off. And we can do that for ourselves. We can do that for our people. And we can give them permission to have that bed to downtime. We have that permission to, to stare on the, at their desk, put their feet up on, on the desk, lean back and look at the ceiling and count the holes in the ceiling. 
mm-hmm. or the stipples or um, spider webs, <laughs> whatever is up there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cracks in the paint. <laughs> exactly. But you, but those you know, those are beautiful allegories in themselves, right? If you see cobwebs, mm-hmm. oh, it's been a while since I've actually been in this space and and have allowed myself to reflect. Mm-hmm. Or, or you see, or you see cracks. Oh my gosh, I've left this a little unattended, haven't I? So that's you know, as soon as you start getting to that moment of reflection, that's your deep. You're going deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're exploring, and and going deep doesn't have to be fearful or scary. It can be, it can be amazing. And I'll, and this is a true story. I used to be a scuba instructor. I'm no longer current, so I can't call myself one. I have all the training and capabilities, but uh, but I'm non-current. But at the peak of my instructions, I was very competent diver, very comfortable. And I went to Hawaii on vacation with with my with my wife, who's seven months pregnant with my son. Uh, and we went under this dive to go look at uh, sea turtles. And sea turtles are beautiful. They're things, but you, know, you have to understand they're 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 breathing rocks. They sit on the bottom until they're out of breath then they go to the surface grab a breath exchange the air and then they sink back to the bottom and, and they and that's that's their life you know they capture food here and there but it's 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 really not exciting to watch so I, I was because I was an accomplished diver the dive master knew that I was that I was okay and I just kind of signaled I was going to go look at a coral head nearby so and uh, so he could see me. I was in line of sight, but I was but I was not with the group while they were enjoying the turtles. And I found myself on this coral head about 40 feet of water. And it was just a little bit of a tidal search doing this back and forth. And I was watching the fish and the, and the sea anemones just kind of doing this. And I'm perfectly neutrally buoyant, not like no weight whatsoever. If you ever gone scuba diving, you get neutrally buoyant, you have no sense of weight. You're just floating back and forth. Then all of a sudden, the sounds of a whale song starts pounding through the water. And underwater, you have no sense of direction. It's just the sound is everywhere. Wow. And so we've all heard the recordings of, of what whale sound is, right? And we're just kind of yeah, yeah. doing this back and forth, doing this back and forth. And I'm in this state of just complete relaxation doing this, doing this. And all of a sudden, big mouthful of salt water and my eyes pop open and I, I look down and I see my, my, my breathing apparatus, my regulator, I grab it and I put it back in my mouth. I clear it out. I start breathing again. I start looking around. No other divers. So I look, I'm looking around, no other divers. I finally look up and there they are in the back of the boat. Every single one of them out of their gear and looking down the, through the water column at me because the water is nice and clear. <laughs> so I quietly, <laughs> quietly swim up to the top, up to the surface. And they're going, my God, you were just entranced. What were you watching? I've never, 45 minutes you were watching that. What were you doing? And I came to the conclusion in that moment, I fell asleep. Wow. In the deep. In the deep. So. (laughs) 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 So. You live to tell the story. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, there was was actually no danger whatsoever. I I lost my means to breathe and I came to, my body told me what to do. I trusted what I needed to do. I, I did it. Um, so going deep does not need to be scary. It can actually mm. be downright beautiful. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it can be painful as we, as we come to realizations, um, you know, things like regret or shame or guilt or um, those, those fairly human trappings. Um, you know, that, and that's what really people are, are feeling or fearing is they're fearing their feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll have to use this word because it's just, it's just so poignant and it's the best word to use. So I do apologize for, for the use of it. But I grew up on a farm and I was taught very young age that the best fertilizer to use to grow the best flowers, the best crops is manure. And my grandfather always told me, he says, you know, no matter what life throws at you, including the shit, just remember that the shit is, is what grows the most beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if we can look at our own shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What can we do? What can we, what can we grow from ourselves yeah. by, yeah. by looking at it and embracing it and, and owning it and being accountable to it and, and healing from it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting that because I, I, I often talk about it in terms of, in order to see beauty, you've got to see ugly, right? You've got to see the mess, the, the trauma, the suffering. We often think, I, I wish I didn't have this trauma. I wish I didn't have this suffering. I wish I didn't have this regret, but you get to grow through it. You get to learn. It, it's for some reason, the way life seems to be set up is without those difficult moments, we don't ask the question. So for example, I, I remember playing, um, snakes and ladders with one of my boys many years ago and you know regardless the way it's set up is you've got to go down the snakes every so often but you will eventually get to the top but he wasn't he 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 wasn't having fun he thought i hate these snakes i just want to go up the ladders and it was just it was an interesting moment for me just seeing me as an older as an adult still learning and navigating life but seeing someone younger saying, I don't want the snakes. I, I just want to go up the ladders. And you, and you think, but if we had no snakes in life, if we had no problems, if we had no challenges, there wouldn't be innovation. There wouldn't be creativity. Mm. We'd end up being really lazy. And so from a leadership perspective, all of the, the difficulties that we may face and, and the challenge or the fear of going deep the fear of letting go the fear of looking inside the the beauty that is on the other side as you've said right from the start is um is incredible because it brings a freedom it brings a freedom and i don't know i mean you haven't said this but but my sense is when you when you get to a place where you can trust your intuition you're no longer afraid of what things will throw your way. Cause you know, do you know what? I'll figure out a way. I will figure out a way. And, and I think a lot of people's fear is, oh no, this, this is it. This is the problem that's finally gonna crush me. It's finally gonna kill me. And, and yet you have this way that just my sense from listening to you and, and knowing you so far is just, uh, do you know what? This can be huge. This can be massive. I know I can figure out a way. And I think if leaders can get there, if you can get to a place that no matter what you're going through, even if in the moment you think, you know, I'm stumped right now, but you know, I know 
I can, that's it, relax. Maybe I need to sleep on it. Maybe I need to just, you know, have a bit of me time. Maybe I need to have some conversations, but there is absolutely a way around this. Absolutely. And that's an incredible place to, to be. Yeah. That's, that's what makes you unflappable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and you asked me, asked me earlier, can people learn this? Or is this something yeah. that you're born with? Uh, I 100% believe that everybody can learn it, but you have to be willing to learn. Um, one of the things I've observed through my life is that when people have this egoic relationship with their, or their own ego that, that they feel very confident, to the point of being cocky, mm -hmm. uh, they they lead their responses with some version of "I know, mm -hmm. I know this, I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. leave me alone." The thing is, and I don't think I don't think it matters what language, but I will I will I will go on record as saying that the most dangerous phrase that we can ever say to ourselves or to out loud is the phrase that starts with, I know. Mm -hmm. Because what happens with that is our brain shuts off. We stop learning. We're no longer open. Mm -hmm. we, our, it's our ego that has taken over and said, it's only my way. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, going back to your scenario with, with, where I don't know the answer to this, if you or in a solo business situation, well, you are the sole person in the boardroom talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you are in a larger organization where you have people around you, and I don't care if it's a janitor or, or a CFO or some highly paid coach or some other thing in your room, you have people around you and they see things differently than you. Yeah, that is an yeah. incredible resource to tap into, and having the humility and the vulnerability to say, as the leader, I don't have the answer to this. What do you guys think? Sure. What comes up for you? Let's talk about it because maybe one of the the you know the, the golden moments is at hand. And and in that in those kind of moments, the leader holds the power as it will but it's actually not the power it just holds the the opportunity for the energy to shift and become part of a a, a burden on a greater whole as opposed to on only on themselves yeah yeah and and trusting that these other people are there for a reason hmm. and that that resolution will come shortly um yeah. even if it's not that moment it will come and and just to trust, trust the process that it's going to, that, that it will come mm. when it's meant to. Uh, yeah. So that's probably the hardest thing to, 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 to that whole process is learning learn to be patient uh, into times of turmoil. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a big deal for leaders, right? Because most it leaders is. are, they're, they're hired to deliver results. And so, and you want to be able to control something that is uncontrollable but right. i think if leaders can learn to trust one person described it to me the other way that the system is the system is a good system so if you can learn to trust the system then you realize you know what with time the answer will come when i need it 
So uh, let me learn to relax uh, into that, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Hey, Absolutely. Curtis, I, I thought we could go on and on and on. Oh, and, we could, for and, sure. But I, I, it, it's time to wrap it up. Is there any hey. just final word of wisdom or insight that you want to leave our viewers and listeners with on this topic before we wrap up? Well, two things. Uh, one is, I've, I see this moment, this bit of time we've spent together is the opening of a dialogue. And whether it's you and me or you and me, who are, or you and them or yeah. them and you, uh, this is a dialogue. Um, you know, feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear back your thoughts. Mm. More importantly, I'd love to hear your stories. Because sure. um, yeah. we've all had those stories out there. If, if you're listening to this, podcast you're here for a reason and you're and you're probably like us and you just want information um and if you've sat through the last 40 minutes or so um you're gonna you're gonna want to be you're gonna be already that kind of person so reach back we want to hear your story um and then the there's just sort of the final thing is you know is is just remember you you have your brain you have your heart and you have your gut mm. They're, they're not mutually ex exclusive. In fact, they are best served as a whole package, a whole entity. Mm -hmm. uh, if I would, and I would wish upon everybody, even my most hated enemies, the ability to connect their head, their heart, and their, and their soul or their gut um, uh, in, in new and meaningful ways. Explore that journey, have fun with it, get to know yourself, get, go deep. That's and I invite, I invite you. That's a wonderful parting message there. Thank you so much, Curtis. And to all our listeners and viewers, absolutely take on that invitation to be a leader who leads with your head, heart and gut. And remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day. See you all on the next show. And Curtis, once again, thanks for joining me today. Uh, such a blessing. Thank you. Such an honor. We'll see you again soon. See you soon.